0: Welcome back
1: to the technical area with me, your host, Gaffer Graymo, once again. It's been a long time and a lot has changed. But like, you're coming here to listen to a
0: Football Manager podcast. So let's just talk Football Manager. Let's take our minds off the
1: world and let's just think of that beautiful game that keeps us coming back, frustrates us. And then causes us to suit up for the big occasions. Causes us to
0: talk. Write. Record video. Share everything we can.
1: About the game. And the stories we create. The narratives. The absorption. Everything. So. Now it's my turn to return to the scene. How have you been?
0: Hope your FM save is going well. Since I last checked up with you. For me, mine actually is. I'm feeling very positive now about playing the game again. I feel like I have a, a good story, a good narrative going. And I'm enjoying how things are. So, in case you've missed the blog, so just going to go over things a little bit briefly. I stopped podcasting uh, a couple of months ago when you know I found that I was spending more time doing content creation for FM and not actually playing. And it's very, very hard to you know tap the well when you know the well is running dry basically you know there you know i wasn't fueling up the tank so the car wasn't going very far and i was finding it very very hard to keep myself going and going and going so i had to take a break i had to stop and i hope you understand that obviously it was a strange time as well considering how many other fm podcasts seems to have you know taken a hiatus of, as well at the same time grass and gear obviously jumped back in poor fm grasshopper didn't i don't think realized that i was actually planning on coming back
1: so uh to be declared dead but returning here you know i hope that's hope for everyone you know content creation hasn't gone away and hopefully we'll see one more game returning fm
0: Samos' adventures across europe end and you know, we get to catch up with their stories as well. And of course, Five Star Potential have been keeping things going for the FM community. And I'm sure there's been plenty others. But for me, I've kind of sealed myself off from the community since the start of 2020. Since I started running dry. The Forward Madison experiment, oh, it was, it was great and appealing as that was at the time. I ran into a couple of database issues. And because of those database issues, the whole save just capitulated. It was just terrible. I got the FM editor, uh, like I said, I was thinking of in San Francisco back, and they said, you know, I'll hang off in San Francisco until FM Twenty One because I really want to spend a year with that, and I'll have updated, you know, squads, everything like that, with the, the MLS season is, um, you know, runs through a calendar year, so you know, I, I wanted to jump in at the the deep end with going back to the Velez, and which is what I've done. I know I had plenty of European leagues. Loaded up when I was playing. So, all I've done is I've gone back as an unemployed manager and I started again. I got plenty of offers. There's plenty of potential save routes to go down. And if you've been reading the blog, and if you haven't been reading the blog, it's all there. You know, I had plenty of offers, and Ren was where I settled initially because I said, Look, I'll give it a couple of weeks, and if I'm not enjoying it, then I'll go back to something else. I think Gank was another one that was appealing to me as well. But uh, no, I was stuck with Ren and I've really, really, really been enjoying it, I have to say. So with Ran, I took over at the start of February and I was managing the club then through till the end of the season. Fortunately, at the start the club gave me a two and a half year contract. So it means you now two seasons remaining going into so two full seasons potentially of the club, providing things go well. Um one of the big issues I've had with the save is this manager performance. And I finding it very, very annoying. I know some people out there are ignoring it. They've probably gotten skins or they can hide it. But it's just so frustrating. So, with me at Ren, we started in 19th, finished in 12th in the league. The 12th place, at one place we were 10th. The last couple of games we just ran out of steam. We ran out of players basically as well. And then, you know. Ended up finishing the season in 12th. Um, you know, And I went from an untouchable A-plus in manager performance to uh, a C plus And you know, you have a stable job. Because those last three games were, I had my first choice goalkeeper, my first choice right-back, uh, three of my key attacking players out injured, I had midfielders missing. I was relying basically on kids and guys who were coming back from injury who weren't match fit. We weren't able to get the results. We weren't able to get the performances. It's natural. It's understandable. But I just kind of feel the uh, manager performance for me. I, f- I find it just very very black and white, and there's not very, you know, considering all like extenuating factors like that. Like I had a bit of an injury crisis. So because of a bit of an injury crisis, our form suffered, and I then my manager performance suffered as a knock on. Very frustrating. Very annoying for me. So I hope that in fm21 an update to this might accept contextualized issues like that an injury crisis that like that would allow your managed performance to be you know the board might say look to summarize we're happy with your performances considering the current situation adding in something like that would just be great and even if my c plus was a b minus even b to accept the fact that I had an injury crisis and I was doing the
1: best I could. You know, it just gives you that little bit more of a reassurance that you're doing a good job on FM. But enough of my impassioned statements. Enough of, you know,
0: really, you know, my, my criticisms of the game. Because to be honest with you, I'm actually starting to enjoy FM Twenty. I had a great period with it ran. That when a patch came through. All of a sudden I was banging in the goals. One on ones. No bother. Anything.
1: No bother. Brilliant. Then another patch came in. Look we're stabilising things. Um,
0: You know we were fixing a few things. Here's updated transfers. And I stopped scoring.
1: <laughs> so. um, I think. I I think
0: that I I need a little bit of a, a rethink of my own little tactics, just maybe a change or two of player roles here and there. But uh, like that, I um,
1: really am enjoying FM Twenty One, and I'm in an interesting part of the season. And it's that kind of now.
0: When I start putting this pod together, I was at the interesting part of the season. I'm now four games deep into season, but um. Basically, it's that kind of interseason period where you finished your last league games pre season off for six weeks or so. So what what do you do to fill that time in FM? What do you do during that period to pass the time? What do you do to, you know, round off if that season you've just finished and transition to the next season are you someone who just clicks all the to press continue space bar space bar space bar or are you someone who takes your time takes a breather and looks forward to what could potentially be happening so i'm going to talk about me because that's what i like to do on this podcast when there's only one person only one voice and then i will go get those community people who did get involved thank you for getting involved on such short notice probably should have put the tweet a little bit out earlier during the week but um you know, I just wasn't exactly sure when a recording opportunity would become available. So, in terms of my inter-seasoning period, what do I like to do? Well, after the last game, I spend a week going through the following things. I'll do a squad appraisal. So, what I'll do is I'll look to the young players I have coming through, and I'll ensure that, you know, any player kind of seventeen and up, I'll add to the first team squad. I know with seventeen those seventeen year olds that uh, game time is the most important development factor in in their uh, so is the most important factor in their development, but I will just take it on board that you know having them with the senior squad will allow me to add them to mentoring groups and allow me to take full control of of their training and development at an individual and at a collective level depending on what unit they're assigned to. I'll then establish my unwanted list as well. So with the development list and the unwanted list, I'll the development list will also then kind of expand to looking at those players who, you know, they couldn't make their way into the first team squad in the past season, but they need game time. So they might be between the ages of eighteen and twenty. And what I'll do is I'll add them to the development list to look for potential loans for them for the following season. Of course, you know, you have to kind of wait for that you know, 1st of July period for them to actually be offered out on loan. So any kind of loan offers, you know, aren't really going to take place at that period of the season. So it's just being patient, just identifying the players, who it is, and I want to look to, to move on uh, and give them potential game time elsewhere. The unwanted list will also be established. These are the players that, you know, you know, you have to be callous, you have to be hard. The players, you don't want it at the club basically anymore. For me at Ren, I was at the club from February till May. season ended at the end of May, middle of May. And by the end of May, I had to know exactly who I was keeping and who I was moving on. For all players, I moved on. You know, they're only at the club a year. The club took a financial hit. And if I look at my manager performance on the notable criticisms, the finances of these deals hasn't exactly pleased the board. But I passed this off to my director of football. He negotiated it. And I know that was one of my downfalls, FLS, but it's one thing that it's a case of just get rid of them, move them on. I don't, we, we need to, they're not going to be a part of my first team squad for next season. You know, there's some players, that of course, it is hard to move them on. You might form a little bit of an attachment to them. But you have to just look at the numbers and say, you have to look at the ratings. You have to just say, you know, is this player worth just to find their wage at the club, or should I move them on? And you just have to you know, sometimes make that decision that moving them on is possibly the best thing to do. Contract extensions then are also another thing I'll do. Now, with Ren, I wasn't sure of the potential budgets that I'd have going into season 2020, 2021. So, what I've done is, any contracts I negotiated, I negotiated that they would start at the beginning of the f- next season. So, the contract, when I go into the promises, I'd say it wouldn't be immediate. It would be your this contract, we're negotiating, we'll start next season that way i know what kind of my uh, wage structure is going to be like for the following season i know what players are going to be earning and it means that any high earners who don't justify their wage throughout this year will be on the unwanted list at the end of this season so it's a case of then that the wages should level out and you know
1: there should be kind of a steady structure going on with the contract extensions as well you know you just have to be um I've I've taken full control. You you have to take control. Really, you can't trust the
0: director of football fully because like I said that was my downfall at Valais. One of the reasons I lost my job was because I let my director of football do it. My director of football made an absolute hames of it, and you know players were getting new contracts
1: every week. Every week, I three players to get a new contract on average, and every contract negotiation saw a bump up in their wages. All of a sudden, we're, I think, we're 50 grand a week or something like that over.
0: And yet, I, and of course, I'm the one that has to be criticized because that's where the game mechanics are set up. So I've taken full control of contract negotiations. Now, granted, fortunately, when the budgets came in, you know, there was a comfortable gap there. And the Comfortable Gap could be expanded because I was given a very, very generous transfer budget. The close finances are in a very healthy state at Ren. And as a result, you know, adjustments could have been made that all the contracts I negotiated this summer for next summer, they could have started this summer, but it's given us a little bit of breathing room. And I'm going to try and spend this season in reducing the wage budget and moving on to those high earners who really, you know, have been very hit and miss inconsistent for me throughout the season i'll then move into my staff so like i said with me i've just finished season kind of half season one with ren and you know basically i've gone through the staff and i've looked the staff are above average but we're not um pushing the league you know in terms of being a uh, league leaders in terms of our coaching abilities so i want to refresh the group and i still haven't gotten around to doing this yet i've identified those who have but they got their own long contracts, and again, because at the time when I was going through this, I didn't know the exact finances. I really kind of didn't know just where about I wanted to, um,
1: you know, who did I want to move on, who did I want to let go, and who do I want to bring in? So looking at the, I'm looking at the coach's screen
0: now. You know, I've two coaches and an assistant manager, a fitness coach, and a goalkeeping coach
1: none of these are really outstanding in fact one of my coaches is actually better than my goalkeeping coach in goalkeeper training
0: so i am going to have to reshuffle i am going to have to make some changes because looking at this coach and staff we if if we we want to grow this club we have to invest in coaching we have to be preparing the players better because obviously you know my transfer budget is 20 million which I'm very happy with. It's a nice number to make a couple of signings that I need. But like PSG have just gone out and they spent 60, 70, 80, 90 million on players. So this is what we're competing with. We're never going to win the league. Top three is my target. Ren, I've never been in the top three in Liga. That's just my target with this eight. Consistently finish in the top three. That's what I'm building towards. And hopefully that works. And investing in a good coaching staff for me, I believe, is one of the ways that we can achieve this. So, and then obviously any coaches who are good or showing signs of potential, I'll keep them on. I'll extend their contracts if needed. This is where I'll do this. I'll push it till the end of the season. In terms of the contract extensions for players and staff, the players and staff whose contracts are, will be expiring in 12 to 24 months. I try to keep two years ahead of the curve as best I can, so that each summer I'm not blindsided by, oh no, he's only
1: got 12 months left, he can hold me to ransom here.
0: Or I have to make a quick sale. Or he's not going to come back. I need to make a quick change now. So, you know, just being aware of those things is very, very important to me personally. And then the last thing I do on that week is scouting. I'll give my scouts the priorities. I'll set them some targets. And then once I've done this, I go on holiday for two weeks. And that's exactly what I've done. It was actually how I finished the last blog post.
1: I talked about going on holiday.
0: And I did. I went on an in-game holiday for two weeks.
1: And I said it that I' come back exactly one week before preseason started so that way you've got a week to go through you know
0: the rig and roll just before the players come back and so you can try and have some stability in the squad stability in the club just as preseason picks up so before preseason like that, I said in this week I go through unanswered emails. They do pile up, I think, at 40 or 50, but it didn't take that long to get through. Some were player reports from players who gone on international duty for Olympics, European Championships, etc., etc. Others were like um, scout reports, and then, of course, there is the incomplete the transfer offers. So going back to the development list, going back to the unwanted list, i refresh them immediately on day one. After I've come back, if there's offers come in, I'll tend to them. Norwich have been very persistent. Trying to sign in by Niang, for example, for me. So it's a case of dealing with those offers that have just been lingering just while I was away. And then of course the transfer offers for any players I do want to come in. Now, fortunately, I've made all the transfers I want right now. I have the players I've made the deals. I'm looking at, after these you know first four preseason games. You know, I've established that you know the development list has gonna have new players added to it. And I need to bring in one or two other players. Just about backups to the first team. Because these young players aren't good enough to be backups yet. They need game time to develop. And they're not going to get that with me. So I need to move them on, Give them a bit of time to play. And bring someone in for a year or two. Just to back up who I have. I'd spend a bit of time doing the training program then for the season. I will, sp- in this week before the pre first pre-season friendly. I will. Sp- Set up the training program for the season. Copy and paste it all the way through. And of course then as each week comes up. I can change. Do I need to make tweaks? to so The attacking focus. The defensive focus. The technical focus. Whatever it is. I can make the tweaks. But I've the sessions blocked out. Just as generic at the minute as possible. It's the same each week. But I'll make the changes as the season goes on. In order to make sure that. Um, you know we're addressing any needs. Or any strengths that we have or if there's a weakness in the opposition we can exploit i'll add that into the training in the week coming up and of course cup games have to be added in that's going to change things about but we'll adapt as the as the season goes on that's the plan and then of course the pre-season fixtures will, will come in and i'll modify this so what happened for me was i had a pre-season schedule that you know was fairly basic it was one i had five friendlies organized I wasn't happy with that because I suddenly had a squad of about 40 players when I included the young players. Players returning from loans who I hadn't actually, you know, spent a bit of time trying to see whether they work for me. So what I've done is I've actually negotiated a further four to make it nine. So I'm halfway through. I've played four. And now I've established the list. With the pre-season tour of America, it hasn't gone well results-wise. But in terms of building my squad knowledge, that has gone well. And I'm happy. With the decisions I'm about to make
1: now when I press continue in the game, once I move on from just where we've left off here. Um and that's kind of it. Pre season starts, you know, you, you have to adapt yet to see how things
0: keep going on. And you know, be open to potential new signings, be open to making changes, be open to growing. That that's that's how I see the game it's a case of you can be prepared but of course you need opportunities then to you know
1: refresh and re- regrow and see where we can go from here but of course then i put out the community i asked you know what do you do with this time? how do you spend this time and you know i got some
0: really really interesting replies black cfm gave really 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 detailed stuff if you haven't been keeping Black Sea, Black Sea actually contributed to this latest um, edition of the Latte Quarterly, which I haven't gotten around to reading yet. But uh, keep Black Sea FM, you know, certainly an account to follow if you don't already. So, Black Sea FM, very, very detailed list. First thing I do, organise the pre season programme of friendlies. Ideally, three com- cup competitions, plus lots of under 19 fixtures. I didn't go for the. Uh, Competitions, I did go for the pre-season tours, but I, I like I probably should be something I'd look to, to next season. Black Sea, I'll take that advice on board. Use coaching staff to do additional scouting. Not something I do, but you know, that doesn't sound like a bad idea if I say so myself. Review provision of courses for staff, that's a great one. So like that if you are working with a lower league club, if you are working with a club who's financially you know not able to bring in you know the best coaches or the number of coaches that you want that you know upskilling the coaches that you have is certainly a fantastic way of you know certainly giving your club the chance to grow especially if the finances are there to to make these little um progressions and interacting with the board hopefully as well hopefully you have a good relationship with your board and that'd be great to add it and finally of course there is the, the david pleat approach it's a link to blackcfm.com so, Again, nice bit of reading there shared to us by uh, Black Cfm. They're just on, you know, pre-season and getting things ready. And then the last word then goes to old lady plays. I do a year-end review, going through each screen of a player I have, assessing whether they should stay or go, move up or down in playing time, all kinds of stuff. Then I do contract notes for players with one year left on their deals, then transfers. So I like that approach from Old Lady Plays. It's kind of a little bit of in-house keeping. You know, kind of focus on what we have in-house before we look outside of the house to see, right, what do we need to bring in? How can we improve from outside once we know what we need and checking inside what exactly what we have? So certainly uh, a worthwhile approach there to follow and a great example from Old Lady Plays. But thank you all for getting involved in the podcast. Of course, the pod will hopefully be released as regularly as possible. Um, especially over the next couple of weeks, try to keep things um as lighthearted and as FM folks as possible. But of course, you know, the FM content out there is great for podcasts, YouTube streams, blogging, everything. This is a great chance now for the FM community to really kind of band together. You know, um, you
1: know, it, it, we're, we're living in look, we we can't deny we're living in a very challenging time. You know, um, it's stressful it's causing a lot of anxiety and the best way we can do this is really just pull together we are the community that's a hashtag that we share all our content using we are the community put away
0: the info and put away the you know slighting people who you know have different opinions let's
1: just be a community let's share content let's talk about football manager football has gone from us you know, we're playing a game about a game that we love. That game's gone for the foreseeable future. You know, let's share content. Let's turn into a community. Let's look out for each other. If you have to go outside to the world and try and engage day to day,
0: look after yourself. Take the necessary precautions from whatever nation you're in that
1: they share with you. If you're someone who is in a front line, the front line of things, whether it's a shop worker, whether it's a healthcare professional, you're working in healthcare, in a healthcare setting, thank you for all you're doing for us. Please look after yourself as well. Really appreciate all you're doing for us. For people like me, I'm a teacher. I've been sent home. I'm not
0: allowed to work. Schools have been closed in Ireland until March the 29th, and that's a review. We didn't. But it's very likely in Ireland we're looking at five weeks off. I can't work you know. That's just my situation. For some people, I'm not going to get the luxury of five weeks off. They could be working 20 hours a day for the next five weeks, and I'm stuck at home. If you're one of those people, thank you. If you know someone who is, look
1: after them. Self-care mentally is very important at this time, as well as self-care physically. As someone who does, and has done, and still does, and probably still will do, suffer from, Issues with regards to stress, anxiety. I know the importance of, you know, um, self-care. There's great things on YouTube.
0: There's great podcasts out there. One from uh, Niall Breslin in Ireland.
1: Uh, Where's My Mind? That's some podcasts there that can help you just relax your mind. If you're worried. Just to take your mind off. You know, we can pull through this. We you know we can We just need to look after each other look out for each other and when it comes to fm just be kind to one another share your content try and keep things going and help this community get through this time and all those we know
0: you know we can build up a positive nature that can affect the world as well a bit of positivity at this dark time so until the next podcast thank you very much for listening i'll tweet things out and hopefully we'll get more people I'll get more voices Black CFM and all lady plays. Thank you for getting involved this week. But until the next podcast, guys, I'll talk to you then. Look after yourself. Bye bye now.